welcome to the Sisters for Prevention Breast Cancer Resource Podcast and YouTube channels. I am your host, Judy Fitzgerald, and it is my great pleasure to bring you the latest information and strategies for breast cancer survival and prevention. I am a 12-year breast cancer survivor living with NED, no evidence of disease. My passion is supporting the primary prevention of breast and ovarian cancers. It is my great honor to serve as a consumer advocate for the breast and ovarian cancer vaccines developed by Dr. Vincent Tui at the Lerner Research Institute at the Cleveland Clinic in Ohio. 2021 was an exciting year for breast cancer. It was the year we launched the phase one clinical trial for the first preventive breast cancer vaccine. This vaccine is presently being tested on recently diagnosed triple negative breast cancer patients who have completed treatment. Our goal is to prevent recurrence in these patients. Sadly, triple negative breast cancer is the most lethal form of the disease and has the highest probability for recurrence within the first five years. So what's next? We will need support to complete all phases of the clinical trials to obtain FDA approval. Once the vaccine is proven safe and effective, the Cleveland Clinic has partnered with the Nixa Bioscience and their CEO, Dr. Amit Kumar, to commercialize the breast and ovarian cancer vaccines and make them available for use. For all things breast cancer and to remain updated on the vaccine's progress, please visit my website, www.sistersforprevention.com. That's www, the number four, sistersforprevention.com. And now it is my great pleasure to bring you today's program. Thank you for joining us. Welcome to today's program. If you're new to my podcast or my story, my name is Judy Fitzgerald and I was diagnosed with bilateral breast cancer in December of 2009. To borrow the words from Queen Elizabeth II, 2010 was my anus horribilis. But that's not what we're going to be talking about today. Today we're going to be talking about the long road to a breast cancer vaccine. Now, if you're new to my podcast and you enjoy this program, I hope you will share it with others that you think might benefit. It's also very important and helpful if you would please, after listening to my podcast, if you would click the like button or leave a comment on whatever platform you are listening on. It really helps us to get the word out to more people and get more recognition for our podcast. So back to the breast cancer vaccine story and a little bit to recap mine. In 2010, I underwent a double mastectomy with expanders, a hysterectomy, and implant exchange surgery. Not to mention numerous diagnostic tests, and procedures. I was, however, 
more fortunate than many of my breast cancer sisters, as the Aquatype DX test had been recently approved, and my results and no lymph node involvement would spare me from chemotherapy, which was huge. A bright light in that very dark tunnel was when I happened upon a video of a research doctor at the Cleveland Clinic's Learner Research Institute presenting his findings before Congress of the discovery of a preventive breast cancer vaccine. That doctor is Dr. Vincent Tui, who had recently proven his theory by using a mouse model. Those same mice that were used by all researchers to study breast cancer. What? I said first in disbelief and then in anger after I spoke with Dr. Tui and learned that the only thing preventing his discovery from going from bench to bedside and testing in humans was money for the clinical trial. Over the next 10 years, I would coordinate with many women who supported the vaccine and worked tirelessly to raise awareness in hope of obtaining the funding. Sadly, one would pass away from her disease early on of inflammatory breast cancer. Some in the group would move on, but my dear friend Tony Turchi and myself would continue fundraising along with Marjorie Moyer and the wonderful women you'll hear about at Breaks for Breasts. Tony and I would attend conferences, including the San Antonio Breast Cancer Convention, the largest in the world, and support Dr. Tui. Possibly the most dramatic of our efforts was along with Marjorie, we actually lobbied Congress and gained support from Congresswoman Debbie Wasserman Schultz, herself a breast cancer survivor. I'm going to let the words of Dr. Tui explain the long road it has taken to get here. The breakthrough came in 2017 when he was awarded a grant from the Department of Defense to proceed with the Phase I clinical trials. I am honored to serve as an advocate on the vaccine trial team, which meets weekly, and we will finally see this vaccine tested in human trials this summer. Over the past four years, we have met weekly to plan this important trial. I had no idea when I began this road that it would take four long years to get to actually administering the vaccine. So now I will share Dr. Tui's story with you in his own words. This information is also on my website, sistersforprevention.com. That's sisters, the number four, prevention.com, as well on the website for Breaks for Breasts. I pray that when we finally test this vaccine, 2021 will be the year we celebrate a cure for breast cancer. Or as Dr. Tui says, prevention is the cure. So now, some words from Dr. Tui. There are two major components of the TNBC vaccine, TNBC standing for triple negative breast cancer. The target protein, namely human alpha-lactalbumin. This is a specific protein against which we plan to induce a well-defined immune response associated with inhibition and prevention of breast cancer growth. And the adjuvant, an inflammatory substance 
but nonspecifically irritates and activates what is called the innate immune system that orchestrates the defined specific response to the alpha-lactalbumin target protein. Both of these components must be made under very detailed and controlled conditions and must meet the very complex analytic requirements of the U.S. Food and Drug Administration that we commonly know as the FDA. This analytic process is called Good Manufacturing Process, or GMP. It may sound like a benign name for a manufacturing process, but it is well known to represent an extremely complicated process that requires a fastidious attention to detail and that will convince the FDA that our reagents can be produced in a repeatable manner with no chance of containing contaminants that may harm humans injected with the substance. And we've all seen a lot of information on television this year regarding the COVID vaccines. So I think we're all a little bit better educated to understand some of this process, which perhaps we wouldn't have been before COVID. This GMP manufacturing process is extremely expensive and requires specialized facilities specifically dedicated to this effort. Our human alpha-lactalbumin was made under GMP conditions by a company in California at a cost of approximately 850000 The adjuvant is being man- manufactured in a GMP facility in Switzerland at a cost of approximately 750000 However, after GMP manufacturing of our adjuvant, we will have additional expenses for performing sterility studies as well as fill and finish studies in vials for the use in the clinical trials. I anticipate that these costs will exceed 300000 There are several other additional costs related to preclinical toxicology studies and prolonged stability studies that will easily consume the remainder of the $2.2 million grant allocated from our Department of Defense for preparing the vaccine for our clinical trials. A few months ago, I was hoping that these GMP products would be ready in time for us to apply to the FDA for permission to start recruiting for our Phase 1A clinical trial by the fall of 2020. However, the human race has since been stalked by the SARS-CoV-2 virus that has caused the current COVID-19 pandemic. This pandemic has caused unanticipated issues that will likely delay recruitment of test subjects until first quarter of 2021. While we are waiting for completion of all regulatory requirements, we are currently assembling our application to the FDA to obtain permission to use our investigational new drug known as IND in clinical trials. I have provided only the core basic things that must be done to get permission from the FDA to test our vaccine in human subjects. I simply want to give you an idea how complicated this process is and why it takes so long and costs so much. Meanwhile, when travel becomes acceptable again, I am hoping to attend appropriate meetings to inform the medical research community about what we are doing. In addition, we have submitted several grants for supporting our lab work 
and have submitted several patent applications to obtain sufficient intellectual property protection to attract commercial licensing partners from the pharmaceutical and biotech industry. The latter is necessary to provide a licensing partner with a monopoly to develop and test our vaccines in very expensive advanced phase two and phase three clinical trials to determine whether our vaccine is effective in inhibiting the growth and emergence of breast tumors and whether it has potential for commercialization. Without the expensive, without the expensive IP in the form of several patents that cover all industrialized countries, our vaccines would be in the public domain without any possibility of receiving interest from the pharmaceutical and biotech industry. Basically, it would be dead and finished. Thus, strong IP is an essential but costly part of our overall effort to provide the general public with our vaccine. The expenses for patent protection have been absorbed by the Cleveland Clinic. Our strong IP has worked since we formed a strategic alliance and licensing arrangement with Anexa Biosciences, Incorporated. Anexa, on July 17, 2019, joined forces with us. This arrangement will provide us with access to investor money that is needed to finance our very expensive Phase two and three clinical trials. I must emphasize that this licensing agreement provided absolutely no money or other assets to me or my research program. In addition to all of the ongoing efforts to move our triple negative breast cancer vaccine through the FDA regulatory process, we are finishing the preclinical testing of our preventive ovarian cancer vaccine. This vaccine like the breast cancer vaccine, can be used effectively to treat establishing growing ovarian tumors and will have to go through two phase one trials similar to the clinical plan we have for our breast cancer vaccine. Currently, I have no funding for these clinical trials and I am actively seeking such funding. Finally, I would like to inform you that I must rely on philanthropy money for paying the modest salaries of the laboratory and regulatory personnel involved in getting our vaccine ready for clinical trials. These salaries were not included in the DOD grant because of the limits the DOD provided for funding this project. I would greatly appreciate continued support from Breaks for Breasts to cover all of the unfunded expenses involved in our very expensive clinical trials, designed ultimately to prevent triple negative breast cancer, and I'm going to add this to it as well, hopefully all breast cancer and ovarian cancer, and thereby profoundly alter the natural history of these lethal diseases. So those were the words of Dr. Tui. So philanthropy money continues to be a vital part of this vaccine research. Please go to my website, www.sistersforprevention.com. That's www.sisters, the number four, prevention.com. And there you can donate directly to the Cleveland Clinic to help this essential research continue. 100% of all monies raised in this manner go simply 
to the research. There is no overhead. There are no payoffs to, to um, board members or, or any such person. 100% of your money donated goes directly to fund the trial. So I hope you've learned something today and you're as excited as I am about this vaccine trial. I hope and pray, as I said in my podcast previously, that 2021, after the horrible 2020 we had with COVID, will be the year we celebrate, literally, the prevention of breast and ovarian cancers. So thank you for listening. And till next time, please stay safe, stay healthy, and may God bless. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or on Feedspot.com. Your feedback is important in helping us select topics for future podcasts. To stay updated on the latest news about the vaccine clinical trial, please subscribe to my website, www.sistersforprevention.com. That's sisters, the number four, prevention.com. Also, please note that the topics discussed on this site are not meant to be used in lieu of medical advice. I am not a medical professional, nor do I claim to be. I am merely sharing what I have learned from personal experience, discussions with fellow survivors, and many hours of research. So for now, I'll leave you with my mantra, Cancer is a word, not a sentence. So may God bless you and keep you till next time. Thank you.